Hi, Dave. Hi, Greg. You look parched. Yeah, I'm thirsty. I need more listeners to buy me a beer. How would a listener buy one a beer? Uh, they would go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod. And uh, the link is in the pod ta- podcast description. They can just do that. One off purchase for three pounds comes directly to us. And we will be very, very grateful. Buy us a crate. Yeah, do that. Why not? <laughs> Support the cause. Tippers. Yeah, boy. Here's the podcast. All right. All right. It's the end game. <laughs> Number 30. Number 80. Technically 80. 90. 90. 90. 90. That's what I'm yeah. Yeah. Good one, good start. Fantastic. Yeah. Season three, episode thirty. Uh, the last one we're going to do for a few weeks. We're going to have a few weeks off after this, just to give a heads up. Um, and we'll be back sometime in May, I think. Yes. Said, yeah, I think we, we're going to try and get some content out throughout the week. Uh, yeah. the, throughout those weeks, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it finally caught up with me. I've got, I've got the owner. I thought I got again. Away yeah. Second time in this. 90 episode run of the podcast. Greg has got COVID. Oh, oh yeah. And neither time I've had it that bad. I feel like I've got away with it quite well, really. That's um, good. Touch wood. Yeah, I feel, um, well, not when you're on camera. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, what's been going on? What has been going on? Um, yep. Good. <laughs> now I went not for a, a civil, civilized day drinking session. On uh, Saturday with my friend Manchester. John. Yeah, with John and Jamie. It was good. Hit up some up? nice... We went to loads of, like... We, I think we only stayed in, like, a place for no more than two drinks. So, like, yeah. we went to Beatniks. We went to Northern Monk. Um, and then loads of other places. And then ended up in Salou at about... Uh, Salou at, like, half ten with a nice glass of red wine. <laughs> it was like... We were like, I'm full of beer. Anybody fancy a wine? So it's just the three Aww. of us, like... Look, I was like, "Can I have a menu, please?" He was like, "Yes, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, sir." And I was like, "House red, red, <laughs> please." <laughs> I'll have half a bottle of blue nun. <laughs> this, this sounds nice. Red, good. <laughs> good for that. <laughs> cool. How has Lovely. your COVID isolation been? It's been all right. Yeah, I, I went down Monday morning. <clears throat> I went down. Uh, so it's my son's birthday on Monday. Mm. Yeah, I managed to have the party for him on Sunday. So. That will probably go down in history as a super spreader event because I didn't know I had it. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, got it Monday morning, and I was pretty ropey at the start. And it's, it's now Wednesday. And Wednesday, yeah, I'm correct. Doing okay, and I feel like either I said to you before, it's like either like I've got the worst to come, and it's not mm. like properly hit me yet, or got away with it with just a bit of like mild flu symptoms so certain apologies if I sound a little bit nasally nasally more nasally than usual (laughs) (laughs) um so what that meant was that unfortunately you couldn't accompany me to for an evening with the wonderful Stanley Tucci on Monday night so talk about that yeah yeah so I I had to well I didn't scramble I just texted Mark and was like do you want to come to this and he was like Shit, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was bloody lovely. And I, I, I sent you a little voice message after, and I was like, "I'm sorry to be yeah. that guy because you weren't there, but it was really good." <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about him. He's just such a lovely bloke. And that, I was saying that to Mark. I was like, 
I can't put my finger on it. He's so charismatic, but I don't know why and I don't know what it actually is. Like, I can't put my finger on what it is that makes him so charismatic. I think it's because he's so camp, but I just love it. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool. It was literally just him, uh, this girl on stage, two chairs. Chatting. And, yeah, they just – she obviously, she had some, like, pre-planned questions. So, she was asking him – first of all, it was about his films and his career and stuff like that, which was really nice. But, actually, I'd say that was only probably – 25% of it. The rest of it was about food. Oh, <laughs> so amazing. it was, yeah, it was really cool. And then the second half, you, you could, uh, they had like a slide or thing so you could send questions. So the second half, she asked him a few more and then it was like audience questions. But they didn't ask my bloody question. Which was, was gutted, uh, which was, kissing ki- Colin Firth, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, kissing Colin Firth, tell me more. Oh. So didn't get around to it. But there was, That's yeah, there was we just all a, to, We all want to know more about, don't we? Exactly, I exactly. I know what, what that feels like. Yeah, but so much so, like it was so good. Like so much so, like last night I was I put the, I watched the first two episodes of uh, Searching for Italy, which is is uh, what is it C CNN show? But I think it's on I, it's on iPlayer as well, isn't it? So oh, yeah, beautiful, yeah. lovely, lovely little Monday evening. There we go. There we go. Um, have you watched any movies, Gregory? I've watched quite a few movies. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, uh, this week. Uh, so what I decided to do yesterday. I've had an urge to do this for a while, but mm. I decided to watch all of the Bourne films. Yeah, uh, in one go. Uh, well, in two, <laughs> I did it in two days. I watched three. Yeah. I think I watched three on Monday and two yesterday. Yeah, uh, and I think I was trying to think like, years ago since I'd seen any of them, and I was fairly sure I'd seen like the first two. Mm. But do you ever do this with films? Like you know you've seen them, but when you go back to watch them, sometimes it's just like, well, this is not familiar to me in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um. I, I, it was it was bizarre. So it did feel like I was watching them all almost for the first time. Like a lot of the first one I remembered, but like the second one I was like, nope. But um, mm. so they're kind of like they're the modern. It's the new. <laughs> It's the new Bond. It's kind of... It, yeah, and, and I think they, their influence made the makers of Bond have, have to step back and reevaluate, didn't they? Because, oh, yeah. you, you know, we got Die Another Day, which was just the most ludicrous, like, r- ridiculous, out-there Bond film. And yeah. then Bond got really popular, and they were like, well, we can't possibly continue with the, you know... Out, you know, really out there, outlandish Bond films would have to change it. And if you look at Casino Royale, it's essentially a Bourne film. You know, like the fighting style and the action, it's it's taken straight from Bourne, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's so grounded. As I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's set in this world, so it's all about you know the CIA. And it's yeah. while some of it is like quite ridiculous. Some mm. of it, some of the tech as it goes on, especially for instance, and it all is fundamentally it could you know Jason Bourne could exist in this world, mm. and it, it's um, and that's what makes it pretty cool. And the first one, I mean, is, is sort of like an, I just run through them dead quick. Like the yeah, first yeah. One. There's one thing I remember about the first film is like all the way through it, you're like, oh yeah, it's really grounded and like the action's very sort of realistic and all sort of handheld. And there's like one bit where at the end, towards the end, I think it is, he's escaping from like I don't know the top floor of a building yeah. and he, he i think he does he like jump 
downs like but you know it's like a spiral staircase or oh, something and person. he jumps down with a person yeah. he like um, essentially like surfs a man and it, i was just like oh Keep someone on his way down and it looked dreadful and yeah. i was like oh that's yeah that's the one thing that kind of lets that film down well, a little bit whilst it kind of set, so they're all based on sets of books aren't they yeah uh, by robert robert Lud, Lud, robert ludlum um yeah. and it the first one does nicely set up the whole franchise, and it, and it goes down to Doug Lyman, but this is the only yeah. one that he did. Uh, it's got Matt Damon as Jason Bourne, who basically is he's an agent who he's got amnesia. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't even know he's like an agent. He's mm. like found in the middle of the sea, and it's all about him finding himself. But then, like a supporting cast is amazing. You got Clive Owen, who's like another oh yeah uh, yeah early Clive Owen asset sort of thing. If you like, mm. Brian Cox is fantastic in it. Yeah. And it's so so funny watching Brian Cox sort of then comparing him to like, um, <laughs> now with like succession. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also you got uh, Julia Stiles in there as well. Mm. Who is the consistent sort of supporting role that goes through yeah. most of the most of the other films as well. Um, but. The, the supporting cast sort of changes throughout the film, but also um, the female um, lead is Frank Patente, who yeah. is... Uh, Run, Lola, Run. Yes, exactly. Um, German girl. Um, and she play, she plays uh, Marie Krauts, I think it is. Mm. Um, but then the second one, that's when Paul Greengrass takes over. And mm-hmm. So he does the second one and the third one, and you can really tell because he's got this beautiful... I just love his... His shaky hand, like mm. ha- handheld camera thing, it really makes you feel like you're there. So all the action sequences, I think in the car case, you almost feel like you're the code rider yeah. when you're sort of in the car with them. Very kinetic is sort of way of filmmaking, and you can see a lot of like, and you see you see in Captain Phillips, for instance, as well. You know, um, second one, second one's great. Third, third one, I think is my favourite. Uh, really, the okay. yeah. That's the one that's got um, Paddy Considine in. But not yeah, enough. yeah. The uh, he's like a reporter, isn't he? Yeah, well, he went yeah. for the Guardian, and and again, mm. I think part of the reason I like Book One Ultimatum is because it's so, I don't know, so UK based. Yeah, like yeah. A lot of it's set in London. At, I think Paddington Station. Um, mm. Is I that think... the one with um... Albert Finney? Yeah, Albert Finney, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that one with Albert Finney, in yeah. Yeah, Albert Finney's in Born Ultimate. And, and kind of like almost once Brian Cox leaves that role after the second one, yeah, that, that same CIA role is. So it's Albert Finney and then Noah, I forget who plays it, who plays it in the spin off fourth one, side mm. quote thing. Um, yeah. And then obviously you've got Tommy Lee Jones plays it in the most recent one. Oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot Tommy Lee Jones was in that. Which essentially they're all pretty much the same character, just yeah. people play it. Same, pretty much. Uh, so, real like Born, Born Ultimatum. Now, the thing that I was texting yesterday, wasn't it? Mm. The thing that really surprised me was uh, the Born Legacy because I had absolute rock bottom expectations because that's the one where um, Matt Damon's not in it. Paul Greengrass isn't directing it. I think mm. it was Tony Gilroy who's one of the. I think he was one yeah. of the earlier writers um, on the on the first three um, was directing it. So you got uh, Jeremy Renner. Playing the lead role, but also you got Rachel Weiss as well. Ed Norton's in there as well. Uh, Albert Finney's in there again, um, and Joan Allen, this character that pops up in sort of the third one a bit later on, who plays this uh, Pamela, um, I forget her name, it's Pamela something, uh, Pamela Landy, that's it, mm. who works for the CIA. And yeah. I think the Born Legacy is ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous with its plot, and it's a bit all over the place. But it's so much fun. I thoroughly, thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. It was, it was just. It was a complete romp. And yeah. then 
the last one I watched, Jason Bourne. So that's where Paul Greengrass comes back in. They okay. uh, kind of sidelined. They, he didn't. He, he said Paul Greengrass. He goes, I don't want. I don't want to put Jeremy Renner in it because I, I want to make a Jason Bourne film. Yeah, uh, it's just Jason Bourne again, and it carries on. It's all. It's direct sequel really to um, Ult- Bourne Ultimatum. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's the huge huge budget. So it was big budgets mm. before, but massive <clears throat> massive budgets. Um, thoroughly entertaining and un- undeniably good in inverted commas. But it by that point it gets very apparent that it's a it's formulaic. It's these yeah. sort of it's CIA. I it's not referred to them at all. So it's like um, it's the whole like find them, track them, they track yeah. their way. It's extended escape scene. Oh, now we're in Paris. Now we're in Greece. Now we're in Berlin. Yeah. Now we're in Las Vegas. Uh, Vegas, yeah, because it, it's it's like a is it like an evil social network or something? Yeah, that, it's you know, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is almost like <laughs> it's it's used to modernise it, but it kind of mm. none of it none of it needs to be there because it's still all just bolt-ons of the same. Yeah. scooters for an action sequence in different countries yeah. um, just like them all just sort of stitched together randomly um, I, I, I've had the best two days I have to say I've had the best <laughs> two days with Covid watching yeah. the Bourne films I, it's, it's been awesome and, nice. uh, yeah I can't wait for them to inevitably make a sixth one at some point one thing I really like about the Bourne films that kind of stitches them all together is uh, you know at the end of every film Mm. It's uh, that Moby track, isn't it? Extreme Ways. And, uh, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it in the back in the background. It's cool. It's like got a really sort of dramatic scene yeah. where I don't know, Bord will be saying something quite sort of profound, and in the background, mm. you just hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's very like sounds like that sort of motif is yeah. very feels like very fifties like espionage type of film, yeah. and then all that comes in, and it's like, oh no, we're <laughs> We're def- it's definitely sets. You know, you definitely know when those films came out. When you hear, you know, it's that cool, that yeah. bass and drums come in. Yeah, it's really cool. And then what they do is after, so they start with the original, and then I think I don't know whether it's from the second or the third film, they start making um, new versions of it. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. I I rewatched. Um, I completely random rewatched Interview with a Vampire. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Campus Christmas. Um, and then yesterday, Zaki was a little bit. Um, a bit poorly, so we couldn't go into nursery. So uh, oh, yeah. he just stayed at home with me, and uh, I watched five Disney Pixar films in one <laughs> day. <laughs> we, watched, we started with started with a Bug's Life. I think these are possibly all past PG tips. Uh, Sociologies started with a Bug's Life. Then we went on to Coco, greatest yeah. animated film ever made. Um, then we did Ratatouille, which I think was our first ever um, Sociology. Uh, then we did Toy Story Four which is the mm. second time I've ever seen it. And I liked it more than I did the first time, but it's still not great. And then we finished off with Wally. Yeah. Beautiful. I, what a day. I, <laughs> what's quite nice about four out of them are all sort of standalone. They've not going to made it any sort yeah. of sequel or anything like that. And they're really beautiful still on their own. Yeah. Um, well, Toy Story 4, if you go back to Toy Story 1, a 2. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This This is Dads on Film. (laughs) 
it just dawned on me then. It's like, we've not done that. <laughs> well, there you go. Great day. After 90 episodes, we're, we're in sync, at least, going in the same direction. Uh, there we go. Wow. So we got a little message from a regular listener, Jack. Um, basically, he was messaging us saying he's just about to watch Reservoir Dogs for the first time. He'd never seen it. Uh, so he was writing a wrong. Uh, so he sent us a little message he said okay i've watched it uh let's just say i don't think tarantino ever disappoints just the whole build up to i'm a cop is so well done in the first half of the film i thought it was going to be mr pink spoilers uh pretty poetic how the guy who didn't tip the waiter got away with the loot i think tim roth was mint music was great as well also can't believe that mr blonde did that to the cop Fancy prosthetics for 1992. Ha ha. 4.5 out of 5. Kill Bill and Jackie Brown still on the list. Well, Beautiful little review, I'd Jack. Start with Jackie Brown next and then do, <laughs> leave Kill Bill. Yeah, leave Kill Bill. It's fine. It is fine. Cool. It is fine. It is. How jealous of you are, are, are of people who are kind of just still... Just what? Yeah. World yeah. Life. First ever DVD I owned was Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay, then, Gregory, this is the 90th episode of Dads on Film, the 30th episode in season three. What the hell is coming up on today's show? All right, all right, all right. Well, next up, the movie trainers pull into the Formula Station on the Robert Carlyle line. We've got this week's film news. After that, we're looking at uh, one of the Oscar winners, the one that Jessica Chastain won Best Actress for. Uh, and that is The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is out on Disney Plus now. Oh, uh, Tammy, we'll Tammy Faye. We'll be chatting about that. Then it's the second ever annual Daddy's Awards. Uh, so we'll be running through our favourite films of various categories over the la- from over the last year, presented by some of you, the listeners, and some mm. members of our family as well. Uh, then we're getting back on that old movie train, and they'll be looking at what's on the box. Yeah, boy. Then we'll be having a break for... A few weeks. Yes. Sad times. <laughs> it's sad times, but it's also like, I won't feel as obliged to watch yes. this new film that's come on. <laughs> yeah, Recharge. There we go. Right some wrongs as well. Fantastic. Let us do this. Take a breath. We're diving in. Hey, baby. Hey, Zaki. Say dada. Uh-huh. Oh, you're good. Boy, I've not seen you in a while. Oh. I need to see you IRL soon in real life. I know, yeah. Like Where's Zaki? Mama. Mama. Yeah, Mama. Mama's there. Mama's yeah. there, isn't she? <laughs> Where's Dada? Dada. Dada. Yeah. <laughs> boy. Mama. 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 Oh, you're showing off oh, now. Thank you. Greg. Where's, Greg? Greg? Where's Uncle Greg? Dada. You're staying with me for a minute. Look at these yeah. curls. Beautiful. Kiss. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Give me a yeah, boy. So last week we left the train spotting station. We took the Robert Carlyle line uh, all the way down to Sheffield for the full Monty. Fantastic. I've just rewatched sort of it. Met... Oh, yeah. 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 Nice. Good. I've done. <laughs> um, we were, uh, 
Yeah, we were talking about it, weren't we? Because they, you know, they've announced they're doing like a spin-off TV show, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of like mentioned, talked about it slightly in the past because the you know the past few weeks we've been doing like more like British films and things like that. So we were talking about Full Monty. Um, does it need a setup? I'm, I'm unsure. I don't think so. A load of blokes in Sheffield on the dole, <laughs> take the kit off. Yeah, to, to make money. money essentially. Brilliant. Yeah, across and, and and it is as simple as that, but. It's almost not about the plot. It's the, it's the warmth of the, it's the characters. It's the interaction between these amazing northern actors. So you got, uh, if you got in there, you got Robert Carlyle, you got Mark Addy, uh, but then you've got a load of other names who I haven't done loads else since, but you, you see pop up in other things. So you got Tom yeah. Wilkinson who plays uh, Oscar nominated actor Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, you got uh, Steve Hoyson. Huison, sorry, uh, Paul yeah. Barber, who is like, I've loved him since like, he did Only Fills Only Fills and Horses, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, what a guy. Uh, Hugo Spear in there as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a lovely little cast. And in our beloved Sheffield, which we've both mm. lived in Sheffield for three or four years, yeah. uh, very dear to us, and it's great to spot all these sort of little locations mm. uh, that you recognise throughout. And it's, isn't it amazing that it's got, had such international success? So, sur- so surprised, like how well, and, and that doesn't take anything away from the film because it's brilliant. But I was, I it always baffles me sometimes when these these like low budget. British films do so well because you're like I'm, I don't know how well it translates. Well, it to, could, it could to, almost you know. be an ITV special, like yeah, 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 yeah. Like, again, yeah, not to take away from it because it's it's wonderfully made and so delightfully cared for and attentive yeah. to detail. But it, it's that rawness, isn't it? That and that sort of low budget feel. That, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Quarter of a billion, two hundred and fifty million dollars. It's taken on a three and a half million budget. (laughs) Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I love it. The music's amazing. The humor's just on point. All the performances are wonderful. Um, Yeah, it's bloody brilliant. I don't know. Like, I don't know what else there is to say about it, to be fair. That famous hot stuff scene. Oh, God. The the job center, yeah. Um, It was originally going to be cut from the final production so it was considered sort of too unrealistic but it's just right. iconic now isn't it when they're all stood there and just <laughs> just can't help themselves dancing it's just absolutely perfect the channel the, 4 okay. channel 4 paid for the screenplay but then they, they for the script to be written but yeah. then they declined they didn't want to invest any equity in the film so it's i think it was fox who picked it up so it's right, partly okay, by fox yeah, yeah. picking it up uh, they gave three million to it, and that's kind of what gave it its yeah, yeah, footing, yeah. really. Wow! Yeah. I just one of the I just love it's just dead like just fast paced dialogue. It's really funny, but the, there's the scene where Gerald or Tom Wilkinson's talking to um, uh, is it Gaz? It might yeah, it might be Robert Carlyle. He's talking about when he was younger, when he was little, and he went to the swimming pool, and he was like. Uh, for school and he's talking about getting let's just say getting a little bit excited <laughs> around the girls in the uh, in the in the bikinis and he's what like if that what, what did what, so what if that happens when i'm on stage and it's like that and he goes so what 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 did you do about it and he goes jumped in the deep end didn't i <laughs> fucking drowned <laughs> what are you up to then shifty bit of this bit of that bit of the other mm-hmm. Just a bit of advertising for some mates. Oh, aye. I know it's going to come and see your mates. We had the real thing up here the other day, you know. Well, 
Us mates are better. Better? And how's that then? Well... This lot go all the way. Don't they, lads? <laughs> the full Monty. You lot. <laughs> Hellfire. <laughs> that would be worth a look. See you there, then. <laughs> There you go. Amazing, amazing. So, would so you have a bit more time on the honest this week? Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> would you say then, Gregory, that the full Monty is a view to a kill or the house on Haunted Hill? View to a kill, please. Where can we watch the full Monty? The full Monty is available on Disney Plus now. This is the news. Yeah, sad news about Bruce Willis. Um, so what is it? What is it? He's been diagnosed with aphasia. It's aphasia. aphasia so uh, aphasia is more more. It's less condition. It's more of a symptom. Right, so okay. it's it can be caused by many things. So you could, quite often it's caused by a stroke or a right. head trauma. So I don't think there's many details on like why he's got aphasia, but that's mm. the sort of symptom symptom he's got and it affects his speech his language language so he, he loses the ability to form form words and form sentences really which yeah. you know as, as an actor that must be one of those difficult things to, have mm. to deal with. you know kind of does explain in what we were saying yeah well I, I i sent you a a, a tweet um and it was from a, a director who'd worked with him so he basically said people asked why bruce was packing in low budget movies like hard kill or um the, the one that we reviewed uh i can't remember what it's called survive the game or some the game yeah um it basically said this is why uh, having having seen the process firsthand uh, it was hard to watch critics take shots, but I will say I'm proud to have written for one of the greatest action stars to grace the screen. Thank you, Bruce. So um, I don't think necessarily that's confirmed, but what a lot of people are saying is the reason he was cramming in so many of these, you know, fairly low budget, fairly like, you know, naff movies was you know, to get his, as much his career was to because he's yeah. basically going to retire. So, yeah, so really, really sad news. You know, we, you know, and again, we we may have been a little bit harsh in the past with regards to these these movies and these performances, but you know, let's look back at some of the brilliant performances: The Sixth Sense, Sin City, Die Hard, obviously, um, Death Becomes a Low. You know, all these amazing, amazing performances from Bruce Willis. Never nominated for an Oscar, and I'm surprised actually because Sixth Sense was. You know, I thought his performance was excellent. In Pulp Fiction, he's amazing in Pulp Fiction. Well, yeah, Pulp Fiction, of course, yeah. yeah. Zed's dead, baby. Yeah. Zed's Fifth, dead. Fifth Element. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, if you look down his list, it's quite amazing, the, the career he's had. Um, yeah. So it is quite sad that it's coming to an end. It's quite interesting what the Razzies did and quite sort of, well, corrected yeah. them, really, because they, they had a category that they'd made for, made especially for him this year, worst performance uh, by Bruce Willis in a movie. <laughs> kind of like take poking fun at the fact that he's done so many of these low-budget yeah, yeah, yeah. low films. <laughs> but quite rightly, they've withdrawn that now and said, oh, now yeah. we understand, like, we're, you know, we're redacting um, mm. that award and that category, of course. It was only going to be exist for one year anyway, they said. But yeah, yeah, definitely. There so there you go. We, we, we wish him the best. Um other news: Jim Carrey has apparently come out and said he is going. He's retiring. He's also retiring from from movies. Um, 
I don't know whether to believe that or not because <laughs> it's Jim Carrey, and I think he just kind of says whatever's in his head at that particular time. Yeah. It's funny, did you did you hear the stuff he was saying about the the Chris Rock Will Smith Will Smith thing? Yeah, so yeah. He was basically like, I'd sue Will Smith right now for two hundred million dollars yeah. uh, because you know that 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 footage will never go away. But, um, you know, he's been branded a hypocrite, though, as well. Yeah. There was an award so many years ago where he, well, people could say he basically sexually assaulted. Uh, who was it? He got up on stage and just It was Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone. Clueless, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he did that. Like, uh, people were saying that was unconsensual. Apparently, he was, like, you know, groping other people and things like that on that night. So and he tried to kiss Will Smith. Did oh, you see it. that? He did kiss Will Smith, didn't he? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so people obviously jump on that and, and call him hypocrite. But it's quite nice how he's he's willing to be so outspoken. I think he's basically sort of disenfranchised with the whole Hollywood thing yeah. now. And he's yeah. looked at and gone, like, this is all ridiculous. Mm. Interestingly, I th- it got me on a YouTube rabbit hole. I ended up watching um, the Golden Globes from, I think, Three years ago, the one that Andy Sandberg and um, uh, yeah Sandra O Sandra O presented <laughs> that really funny bit they did at the start because he'd been he was nominated for gold sorry yeah Golden Globe but it was for a TV and they were going oh, a bit awkward you're down with the film stars at the front but <laughs> nominated for TV I know, I know you're a hero but we're going to have to move you <laughs> and he's going. I made a film this year. It's called Sonic. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it'll get nominated next year. You can come back then. Was he like obviously all down? Completely oh, down all, for it. it was oh, all I'm going to have to find that. That's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, on that, actually, I rewatched a, a Bruce Willis, a Bruce Willis, a, um, uh, a Jim Carrey film from a few years ago called I Love You, Philip Morris, with uh, it's Jim Carrey and um, Ewan. And uh, oh, it's bloody brilliant. You should watch it. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I I went to cinema watching it when it came out, maybe like 2011 or something. I feel so good. I've seen it, but it's just about about this con man. Jim Carrey's this con man who, uh, Mm. and it's loosely based on a true story of this guy. He just like escapes from prison like six times (laughs) to just to be with his, his. Boyfriend essentially is so trying to squeeze it's, it in. It's really good, actually. Um, cool. So, there you go. Um, okay, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson have just um boarded a new project called Project, it's actually called Project Artemis. Um, and it's directed by Jason Bateman. So, I finished Ozark, I'm completely up to date with Ozark. Um, but yeah, directed by Jason Bateman. And when I've Googled Project Artemis, it's about um, NASA. It's this NASA thing from the 70s. Um, and I think it's about basically about like the space race, but the after, you know, after getting to the moon, it's about like, you know, with the Soviets and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so whether it's going to be about that, it's definitely something related to that, but whether it's going to be about that is another question. But yeah, it was cool. You know, like Chris Evans, I, I rate quite highly and Jason Bateman's awesome. Scarlet. Yeah, we'll see. Um, surprise, surprise! Gary Oldman has joined Oppenheimer, um, the new Christopher Nolan film. Like, I love how like the fully into production and they're still adding people to this massive, massive <laughs> cast. It's ridiculous. Um, we just do a little recap of where we're up to with the cast now. Yeah, uh, go on. Okay, a second. Uh, so we've already got Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, Rami Malek. Uh, Josh Hartnett, Matt Damon, yeah. <laughs> Ken Branagh, yeah. uh, Benny Safdie, yeah. Gary Oldman, 
Wow. I mean, the, the list is and there's a, And it's a, there's a massive supporting cast as well. So, yeah, no surprises with that cast, really. I'm sure Michael Caine will probably pop up doing a voiceover or, or something. He'll yeah, find something um, to do, won't he? Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And then finally, just again on the, the whole Will Smith thing, Will Smith has now resigned from the Academy. So uh, that doesn't mean he can't be nominated for an award. He can, but he he gives up all his voting rights, essentially, to, you know, to be an Academy member and vote for best films and things like that. So um, I'm not sure whether he's going to lose that Oscar, you know. I don't think he'll lose the Oscar. Yeah. I've, but oh, I've gone, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the world today it doesn't take much to get cancelled, does it? Interesting place, isn't it? Yes, it is. good. <laughs> and that is your news. I am like fully back obsessed with the Chili Peppers. Oh, nice. Like oh. The, the new album came out and I've just, I kind of stayed clear for the past few years because like, you know, when John left, to be honest, I don't mean to stay Arcadium to be honest, but when John left, I was like, ah, time to, time to go, I reckon. Yeah. And uh, they've released, John's joined again, they've released this new album. And like, it's like 17 tracks and there's probably about eight good songs on it. But, right. The good songs are really f-ing good. Nice. Very like classic Chili Peppers, like really funky. Um, it's for oh. like backing vocals as well. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So that all my all my YouTube's just like all the press they've been doing the past few weeks. So they've been, you know, Howard Stern, you know, the Howard yeah, Stern yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So they did Stern, and they did like you know. They asked him loads of questions, and he asked him about particular about particular songs. And like they did some new stuff, which was pretty good. And they did like under the bridge, and then they finished with give it away. And like, it's so f-ing good. Oh really? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, some of the other stuff, and you can tell like Anthony can't quite hit the notes sometimes. And th- but you know, he's like in his fifties or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But give it away is so f-ing solid. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. They, they are my bucket list. I've, I've not seen them live yet. Three times, maybe yeah. two or three times I've seen them. I nearly bought tickets for this summer, but I, I mean, I'd already bought a lot of tickets mm. for various other stuff, and I'm going on various stag dues and yeah, yeah, yeah. abroad and that. Um, but we're going to do it because it was like Red Hot Chili Peppers with Strokes supported. We're yeah, like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And then it turned out Strokes were just supporting the US dates. Uh, the, yeah, they do it. Uh, I think Beck's supporting them in the US as well, which I think oh, yeah. that's a pretty like decent support. But I, I was just watching it then. You know when just something just hits you perfectly? Yeah. So like there's the first, I think John does like two solos and give it away in the first solo. I was just like, ah! Anyway. Sorry, Always, no. I, I, I go back to Californication a lot. <laughs> Earthbound in a car. <laughs> it takes me back to Spain. Mm. Always takes me back to Spain. Yes, it does. Yeah, because my, my dad had the one. Well, my dad had that, by the way, and then the greatest hits, which had the majority of the songs from those albums on it. So that's all we played in the car in Spain. Um, <laughs> funny. And then we used to always play "Don't Forget Me," didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, the so the last solo in "Don't Forget Me" when that kicks in. <laughs> Oh my god! It was around those concrete tables in Spain. Like, Unbelievable. Litre bottles. Of I, I think, although Californication is probably better, I think, by the way, is in my top three albums of all time. Really? Oh, I love it. It's so good. 
Anyway, cool. sorry. Digress. So, the eyes of Tammy Faye. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow. There so, out on Disney Plus this week, uh, on the back of Jessica Chastain winning uh, Best Actress mm. uh, for, her, for her role as the prosthetically clad uh, <laughs> Tammy Faye. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we both watched it this week. Go on, give us a bit of, uh, give, tell us a bit about Tammy Faye. I knew nothing this week. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew absolutely nothing about it. I watched the trailer a while back and I was like, okay, I felt I felt it was a TV series, if I'm honest, like a limited yeah. series, but it wasn't. Um, but it, it's set. It's in the world of these televant or tele evangelists in America, which we don't tend to get over here that much. No. I, I presume. Well, I, if you dig, my, it, you, could, you could find. Yeah, you probably. That. You know, there's the God Channel and all that sort of yeah. stuff in in uh, on cable, cable <laughs> on whatever digital it is. But in America, it's a it's a big big thing, and they rely heavily on donations they do a lot of telethons and things like that but there's a lot of like they've essentially got their own tv network so again like the god channel but this is like it's a so much bigger in america um so yeah so basically it, it revolves around uh husband and wife you know very early on it's husband and wife so it's it's tammy faye baker played by jessica chastain and jim baker played by andrew garfield and it's about their sort of rise into this world of tele televangelists or televangelism uh, and how they essentially capitalize the market um and set up their own network and basically just like completely overtook the this 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 crazy world um but it's all seen through the eyes of tammy faye who is um you know she's she's got a lot of faith but she's also she's got other sort of um not necessarily motives but other passions she loves music she loves singing she loves entertaining people and she tries to find a way all of the time to kind of get this into the the their shows on the network and things like that whereas jim baker is doing a lot of preaching online and and essentially making people feel guilty to give them money. Tammy Faye is, you know, releasing albums. She's getting, uh, not prost, she's getting like cosmetic surgery and that sort of stuff. And she's living this very sort of luxurious, air quotes, luxurious lifestyle. Whereas Jim is doing a lot of sort of backhand deals and things like that. Uh, tax evasion and all, all that sort of building stuff. Build, yeah. But, uh, but building this empire, essentially this very, very crooked empire, um, which as were, as you know, is always going to happen, will come crumbling down. Um, kind of sets it up, I suppose. Yeah, uh, mm. pretty much. And it's this mad, it's a mad world, isn't it? Oh. I've always been quite fascinated with uh, evangelism in the sort of the southern states. And, yeah. You, you know, as it, going as far as uh, what's the family that um, the Louis through that family. Louis through oh that yeah, family. from the Westboro Baptist Church Westboro and Baptist all that, Church yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of like you know interlinked in, mm. in, in a way. In fact, there's a certain cult to it all. And yeah, you're watching this thinking, well, they do believe everything they're preaching, mm. and because I think they've been grown, they've been brought yeah. up on it, and that is just the way, like that is just the culture yeah. of the way that they were brought up there. But also. They're very problematic people as well. <laughs> yeah, especially the men amongst them all. Yeah, it's just there's just it, there's so much corruption. It could almost be there's parts of this film where it could almost be like Sopranos. Yeah, I was just gonna, like Goodfellas or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think Garfield's fantastic. I think Chastain definitely deserved. Um, yeah, she is the, great. Uh, yeah, she 
she she is fantastic and she's quite captivating. Uh, Andrew Garfield's brilliant as Jim Baker as well. Uh, but I think that that's where it kind of ends for me. I thought mm. the performance is superb. I think the world it's created, that's well, the portrayal of that real yeah. world is fantastic and you know believable. But in terms of um, entertainment, I found it, you know. Interesting to some extent, but ultimately dragged as a screenplay. Yeah, I think I think for me what it was was like it's quite it's quite a childish film. She's quite a childish person, Tammy Faye. She likes puppets and she likes singing and this sort of stuff. And I think the film kind of never grows out of that, if that makes yeah. sense. So even when they talk it, you know, they touch on the tax evasion, they touch on some like pretty awful things that um, people do, but it doesn't really get dark and it doesn't really go into the nitty gritty which actually i think it probably needed it was almost trying to play it safe um it was it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of and it's a completely different film but like bohemian rhapsody it's kind of like yeah there's some bad stuff but let's not worry too much about that do you know what i mean let's gloss over all that but i think that's what it is it's a glossy film it's like it almost that almost sort of um uh like mirrors Tammy Faye herself with a with a, a makeup that's been like tattooed on yeah. um, the garish you know it's set I think majority of it's set in Florida and when you think of Florida you think like neon and pink you know pink flamingos and everything's that sort of very bright and colourful and there's nothing really that dark even when yeah. think dark things are mentioned if that makes sense which I think I, I, I get it I kind of get what they're going for but actually it could have been a far more interesting film with yeah. that went into this nitty gritty because really let's let's you know you know you could absolutely tear it the the, the church <laughs> apart and you know that sort of stuff yeah, yeah, which yeah. actually I would have enjoyed but well, uh, you know it's the ridiculousness of it is in that um, <laughs> as, as whenever any of them do something bad it, yeah it's like it's like when you first meet Jim Baker it's like. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but it's the but it's the ridiculous of this situation. Essentially, he was speaking about the fact that when he was younger, he he ran over a kid on a bike, mm. and it's almost like it, it might have even been intentional. Whereas, <laughs> 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 like, but the way he says it, like, the devil got got inside of me. Like, well, that's okay because you've yeah. you've it off to religion. So yeah, now, yeah, yeah. as long as you repent, and now you yeah. it's, it's just the devil. The devil took over you. It's a bit of Will Smith, a bit like the Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> and it's like it's you know it's like uh, they come out of a hotel and the car's gone, and he's like, oh, the car's been stolen, or did I forget to make the payments? Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I, I think I just didn't make any of the payments. So like, we'll just pray. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think it's like, but then also when like people do horrible things, they're like, right, well, I'll tell you what, let's go on TV, let's talk about it, and get money out of people. You know what I mean? So like, there's a slight, you know, infidelity between them both. So like, he makes her go on TV and apologize yeah. to basically get money for the church. It's just I like, guess, okay, so like Will and Jada in their red tape. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, this, I mean, Tammy Faye comes out as quite. It's, it's a celebration of Tammy Faye because, despite everything, despite the culture brought, brought up, it, she she manages to um, gain her own moral compass throughout. Yeah. So when they're sort of, you know, the the church in itself is quite sort of homophobic, anti sort of. There's not not very progressive, but she's quite progressive in her mm. views. So she arranges for. Um, a, it's someone suffering from AIDS to be mm. on the station, which you know everyone hates. But then also 
she's been sort of made to feel like a bit of a fruit loop and she's mm. put on drugs and everything like that. And you actually feel quite sorry for her because, mm. you know, she's trying desperately hard to sort of find her way through all this nonsense, yeah. basically. Whereas the villains are essentially like Jim Baker, very flawed character. And so uh, it reminds me quite a bit of, um, you know, where uh, Mark Rylance in Don't Look Up. That sort of like, yeah, you know, that evil innocence. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that's quite good. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of enjoyable stuff in it. It's not, it's not a film that I'm probably going to be going back to really yeah. use it much. But uh, I mean, two two great actors there, and Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. So, yeah, definitely yeah. cool. Would you say, Gregory, that the eyes of Tammy Faye are No Time to Die or Vanilla Sky? Oh, no Time to Die, please, David. Yes, I will also agree with you. Where can we see? Where can we see the eyes of Tammy Faye? The eyes of Tammy Faye is available to watch on Disney Plus now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second annual Daddy Awards, the end of the movie season. I'm joined here by Greg Smith. How are you, Greg? All right, Dave. How are you? <laughs> Moist. What? What? <laughs> it's pissing it down. We're here on the red carpet, and there's some big names. <laughs> Who can you see, Dave? Uh, oh, is that? Yes, I think it is. That's Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Blobby, can we get a word? Can we get a word? Blobby, blobby, blobby. Oh, I can see someone just over your shoulder, Dave. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Pablo. It's Pablo. How are you, Pablo? <laughs> he's, he's upstairs. Don't worry about that. Oh. <laughs> Who else have we got here, Greg? Oh, it's it's a slob for famous faces. <laughs> I think I can see your wife. <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, well thank, <laughs> thanks for joining us everybody let's get into the show okay so we thought first of all uh, has that gone we, into et yeah yeah it's doing oh, it all nice. okay yeah. uh so there's a couple of like little mini categories like just like um the big award shows we yeah we've got a couple of awards that have been presented before tonight haven't they and, uh, <laughs> yes correct yeah uh, so a couple of categories that um, came up early on this evening. First one was uh, best writing of a wrong. Tell us what we mean by writing of a wrong, David. So we've, especially in this season, more than ever, we've gone back and we've looked at films that we feel like we should have watched. Um, so I did it quite a lot, you know, in in the summer. Went back and watched like air quote classic films that people say, "Oh, I can't believe you never watched that." So I feel like I've righted that wrong. So some of these were, I went back and I watched like North by Northwest. We both went back and watched American Werewolf in London, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and, you know, loads of others. So that is that is how we've been writing wrongs. Absolutely. So what, what was your wrong that you, the most memorable wrong that you wrote? Wrote? wrote. Yes, good, correct. Um, for me, it was This is Spinal Tap, which is a film I'd, I'd, I'd basically seen all the way through, but in clips you know from like from like tv shows and on youtube and things like that so i was like you know what i'm actually gonna watch it in order so watched the film and was like absolutely hilarious loved it and i was like yeah i'm pretty sure i've seen this before <laughs> yeah good. what a film and we'll probably yeah. speak about it in depth at some point too because it's yeah. it's absolutely fantastic and it's and it's probably you know there's a lot of comedies in recent years that have got 
got got a lot to thank Spinal Tap for. Is that yeah, you said? definitely. Yeah. The, well, I, I think, I, I, think I said when we spoke about it, The Office like mm. owes so much to it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like basically, like Ricky Gervais is completely ripped off. This is Spinal Tap for The Office. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Yeah. Well, mine was um, what I spoke about a few weeks ago, Whiplash, and uh, yeah. another one that. You know, I, I mean, the, a lot of what we do is writing long, certainly for me anyway, hence my uh, 100 movies I need to see post Scratch and sniff. Scratch, yeah. scratch a few more off that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Whiplash, memorable one for me this year. 2014 it came out, but um, I've, I've, and I've known how good it was supposed to be, but it's taken me until very recently to see it. Absolutely superb. Yeah, you're you, you moving to the... Ready? Doom, doom, doom. Ever been caught between the moon and New York City? The best that you can do is fall in love. Our first Sorry. musical performance tonight was brought to you from David Gash from Goldman. Who sings that? <laughs> I don't know. Ever been caught between the moon and New York City? I can't remember. It's from a film. Cool. So that anyway, <laughs> there were some uh, early ones. Oh, also the other award early on uh, was our favorite train destination. Movie so, train. Uh, yeah. One of our favorite um, favorite new features from the last season. Yeah, pretty, 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 I think it's sort of, we started at like the very end of season two, and yeah. then it obviously ran for the entire season the, three. The successor of Homework, the brainchild yeah. of uh, Mr. Greg Smith. Oh, that's me. Uh, the movie train producer, uh, Greg Smith. Yep, thank you very much. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. He's waving. He's waving. Um, and so, favourite train destination. Favourite train destination mm. on the movie train over the last year. What's yours, David? I went for something quite simple, but it's a film that I all, I'll always watch if I'm on if it's on TV. Um, so, I just love it. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. And it was super bad. Just, Excellent. You know. It's absolute classic. I love that film. Michael Cera, Jonah Hill. Right, mm. just awesome. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, mine was uh, a much older film, but interestingly, a film that I'd never heard of, really. Uh, but I can't believe I never heard of it because Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and that's Heat. Heat. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, it, if you want to go and go back and hear our thoughts on those two films, you can you can go and find them on our previous episodes. I don't know yes. What, I don't know number. Um, yeah, and that pretty much brings us into the main event. We've had our first musical performance this evening. We've seen who's on the red carpet. What's our first category, David? The first category, Greg, is our best comedy of the year. Wow, we've had some cracking comedies this year. We Let's have. have a look at that shortlist. Uh, here we've got uh, French Dispatch, which yeah, is a definitely. Wes Anderson film. Yeah. I laughed a lot at that film. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Red, Red Notice might have made it uh, onto best comedy somehow. Sub- mm, sort of, I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure I agree. Uh, Jackass Forever. Which I've Jack now seen twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. Uh, yeah, um, the Suicide Squad, which yeah. we've seen twice, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah good good. And I watched the first episode of Peacemaker. Oh, so well. did I. It was really oh, good. Actually, I really I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, it was cool, it? yeah. Uh, and also Free Guys on the list as well. So yeah. um, we've got our first uh, announcer for yeah, first presenter. Cat- presenter, oh. sorry, that's yeah. what I mean, uh, for this first category. Yeah, um, he's. Jack from Jack Oldham. the Ginger Ninja from Oldham. Take it away, Jack. Hi, Jack. And the Daddy Award straight for the it. best comedy goes to The Suicide Squad. Great applause. Oh, wonderful. Suicide Squad, 
hilarious. Unfortunately, John Cena couldn't be here tonight, Greg. He's uh, no. suplexing um, eagerly. Eagerly. Yeah, eagerly. Yeah, could yeah. him as well. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Can't believe that happened. Uh, cool. So next up comes... Uh, the, uh, do, do you want to say more on sui- the Suicide Squad? I think we, we spoke about it last week, didn't we? Because I, I rewatched it like last week. So, uh, But yeah, brilliant. Make sure well if you deserved. go watch it, make sure you put the the in before. The, otherwise yeah. you'll be rather f-ing disappointed. New uh, news just announced uh, was that Warner Brothers are putting the um, uh, Will Smith dead shot... Uh, is it Deadshot? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, so. Movie on the back burner. Oh, that's right. a shame. That oh, is right. a shame. Yes. Uh, okay, so best family film is the next yes. category. Oh, wow. Ooh, lots of family films this year. Um, mm. I've watched a lot in the past two days, Gregory. Yeah, yeah. We watched more today. We watched Encanto and Moana. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one that didn't make the list of best family film was Peter Rabbit 2 because it's absolute shite. Uh, <laughs> but um, the shortlist does include, you ready? The Mitchell yeah. vs. the Machines, Luca, mm. the Bad Guys, Raya and the Last Dragon, Turning Red, and Sing 2. Yeah. So, presenting uh, the best family film of uh, the last year. I keep wanting to say 2022, but it's the last year. Yeah. The last season, award season. Um, is uh, my children? Here they are. And the winner of the Daddy Award for Best Family Film is Drumroll, please. Thanks, guys. You trained them so well. Yes. Now back into your cage. You would have liked me and Arthur were on his skateboard earlier. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't. I need to check where his present is. Ooh, don't worry about that. Uh, but Ooh. yeah, we'll. Uh, yeah, that is a good. You need to help. You need to. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, we yeah. both probably enjoyed it. Uh, I think we actually reviewed it on the Daddy Awards last year. It is was. that when it was? Yeah. So it was. It was wow. like this time last year, and I, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Me and Max were talking about it. Uh, talking about because uh, Encanto. We watched. Well, she put Encanto on. Um, and she was like, "Did this win Best Animated Film at the Oscars?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a great film, but it didn't deserve to win because Mitchell's vs. Machine should have won." She was like, "Is it that good?" I was like, "I've seen it two or three times. Yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Well, well deserved. Finally. Yes. There you go. So brilliant. Next category, David. So this is the biggest letdown. So these, you know, these films we were sort of anticipating, whether we had high hopes for the high hopes for them or not. Ultimately, when we've watched them, they were huge letdowns. So some of these, uh, in, in some of the contenders, The Matrix Four. I cannot even remember what the, the title of that one was, but it was cur- <laughs> it was crap. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> just bad. It's just bad. <laughs> Um, Space Jam, A New Legacy, really bad stuff. Black Widow was pretty poor. Forgettable, I think. Definitely forgettable. Shang-Chi, I walked away going, ah. I liked him, but the film was naff. And Home Sweet Home Alone, which we'd sort of, uh, we were looking forward to, um, but all let us down. But let us, let us find out who the loser, I suppose, (laughs) <laughs> winner oh. slash loser of that category is and here here she is this is uh oh my niece amelia she's coming up to the podium so the daddy award for the biggest letdown goes to home sweet home alone 
Uncle Dave Tom's got chicken pox. But he's okay. Oh, wait, thank you for that, Amelia. Absolutely beautiful. We, we love it when our presenters uh, sort of go a bit off piste and uh, a little yeah, bit of drama. The yeah, you never know what's going to You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. At least she didn't slap me. <laughs> oh. Keep my wife's oh, name out of your mouth! Jeez. Um, home Sweet Home Alone. Yeah, that was that was trash. That thing really was absolutely awful. Um, I think we, we we I remember us saying when we when we reviewed it, like it was so confusing because some of the performances start off, you know, none of them are particularly nuanced performances, but they start off fine, and then everybody just turns into a clown. It is baffling how yeah. poorly directed that film is. Really, really bad yeah. stuff. So Home Sweet Home Alone. Uh, yeah, continuing the terrible legacy of Home Alone sequels after two. There. So, next category. Best actor. And, uh, well, it's a big one. Yeah, and uh, no danger of the winner of this award getting their daddy taken off them. Posthumously, no. yeah, posthumously, yeah. that's the wrong word, isn't it? <laughs> um, retrospectively. Okay, so I mean, we've had some great uh, performances from uh, male leads this year. Mm. Um, you know, there's uh, we, we we both watched uh, Licorice Pizza. Oh yeah, Cooper Coop Hoffman, Hoffman, Licorice Pizza, yeah. absolutely amazing. I I'd go as far as to say Bradley Cooper in Nightmare Alley was was brilliant, a real sort of. Yeah. A low-key performance from from him, which was great. Absolutely, one of our favourite actors is Stephen Graham. He's popped up mm-hmm. obviously in Boiling Point. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that. And, uh, Jared Leto and Morbius. Uh, oh no, that's that's Amorbius. Amorbius. <laughs> House of Gucci. <laughs> um, Andrew Garfield in a tick a tick a boom. Uh, as a tick a tick a tick a boom. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was good. Enjoyed that. Yeah, so. Uh, presenting the award for best actor is uh, Mr. John Palmer. Here he is. Yeah, very handsome John Palmer. Oh, and the Daddy Award for best actor goes to Stephen Graham in Boiling Point. Clauso, Clauso, Stephen Graham in Boiling Point. Wow, very, very well deserved. What a fantastic performance! I was actually telling presenter then John Palmer about Boiling Point uh, on Saturday when we were out he, he was saying any films you can recommend Boiling Point you need to check it out it's on Netflix now we had the director on, uh, podcast, John. yeah exactly we had uh, Barantini mm. on the uh, on the podcast yeah. um, I said but you need to be careful it's like um, Uncle Gems it's a very stressful watch yeah and he was like oh Maybe not then. <laughs> there I mean, you go. Fantastic. I think I'm ready to go back and watch it again, but Stephen Graham's mm. sensational in that film. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, so uh, next category, Best Actress. So female lead uh, in a role this year. Um, any standouts for you, David? What, you, well, yeah. we just spoke about Jessica Chastain winning the Oscar for Tammy Faye. Excellent, excellent performance. Yeah, um, yeah really, really good stuff. I love um, the, Lady, yeah. oh, go on. Go on. I was just going to say Lady Gaga. I think Yeah, in uh, House of a Good <laughs> Father, son, House of Good yeah. Yeah. Is that racist? <laughs> um, well, if... If it is for if you, it is, it is. <laughs> somebody else is going down. <laughs> Jesus, that motherfucker needs taking down for something. Jesus, 
Um, and yeah, <laughs> other, other one, uh, West Side Story, we watched the other week. Uh, Ariana yeah. DeBose. The yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, which actually uh, she won she won the Oscar for Best Supporting, supporting. Actress. But actually I would say I think she was a bigger part than Maria personally in uh, in West Side. Let's see let's see what the the Daddy Academy have voted for uh, mm. this year. <laughs> the Daddy. And the Daddy Award for Best Actress goes to Ariana DeBose in West Side Story. Fantastic. I also am aware that we have been pronouncing her name wrong for, uh, uh, for, you know, the, the full season. It's actually Hattie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it is Debose. Ariana Debose. 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 Apparently. Well, there you okay. go. That was uh, your lovely sister Harriet. Yes. Thank you, Thank Hattie. You, ha- Cheers. Cheers. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Come on. She's brilliant. She was absolutely brilliant in West Side Story. Um, she hosted Saturday Night Live in I think probably December or early January and she was absolutely brilliant uh, really showed like completely different like range of stuff she could do which was which was great and I think she's just signed on to be in some sort of superhero film um, oh, whether that's yeah. a good thing or not is another question but there you go I can't it's, remember it's which inevitable 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 okay wonderful, so wonderful. Uh, we've got um, Marley Godson uh, coming up next to present the w- award for most forgettable film. Um, we tried to make a short list for this category, but um, it's hard to remember anything. <laughs> You're it. But, um, what, uh, here's, here's Noah uh, to talk to us about the uh, winner of the bo- most forgettable film uh, of the last year. And the Daddy Award for the most forgettable film goes to The Woman in the Window. I love the enthusiasm right there. That was not a forgettable delivery, though. Ha no. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. That was brilliant, though. Well done. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, one in the window. I do remember it. It was trash. Yeah. And it was it was just so... Oh, everything about it was like yeah. they were just slapping you in the face a- with a- things. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. But when, apparently, so they did um, a set visit and people came back off the set and were like, this is Oscars, this. This is going to win an Oscar. And then they did a, they did like a first cut of it. And they were like, no, no, let's get it out well before the Oscar season because it's not, not going to stand a chance. They were like, uh, somebody really should fix that window up there. Somebody could fall through that. Wink, wink. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what happens at the very end of the film. It's awful. It was so awful bad. Film. It was trash. Yeah. yeah. So much so they've... Um, They've already made, they've already spoofed it, haven't they? It's a Netflix thing. Yeah, that... I think it's that um, Kristen Bell one is it like the the woman in the window the across, across the road the... from the something street? Absolutely. Yeah, all right. I don't know. if It's the same thing, but there you go. Yeah, all right. cool. All Most right, brilliant. Film, woman in the window. All right, next category um, is <laughs> oh biggest oh. surprise. Yeah. There you go. Oh, <laughs> the, the second biggest surprise is going to be announced uh, shortly. Let, let's go through the shortlist mm. of uh, the biggest surprise category. So, so for, yeah, so films we've watched that we, you know, not necessarily we weren't holding high hopes for, but 
they just caught us off guard with how much we enjoyed them. So and for, perhaps for, it's been that there's not been a lot of press for them. Yeah, really. exactly. Well, exactly. So the big one for that is um, Supernova, which was that really, really lovely drama starring Tucci um, <laughs> and uh, and Colin Tucci. Firth. Tucci, <laughs> Tucci, um, uh, and Colin Firth, which was that really, really beautiful um, little sort of intimate drama. Uh, Stanley Tucci suffering from um, it was like it's like was it. Alzheimer's, and then they did a little trip around the, the lakes, okay, which yeah, was yeah. just beautiful, beautiful. So, yeah, I loved that film. That was great. Another one, which I liked a lot more than you did, which was uh, the Dev Patel film Green Knight, which is that really cool, arthurial, you know, fantasy. A bit too great. weird for me. Loved it. I loved it. Of course. Yeah. Um, a couple yeah. for me. I one I saw recently, Petit Maman, mm. uh, which is a nice little French film about a girl sort of coming to terms with the death of a grandmother and it goes a little bit sort of uh, supernatural, sort of time traveling ish, but it's really worth a watch. Um, the one for me was Mass. Um, yeah, I didn't watch Mass, but you were you were you raved about it. It's nice, it's so good. You need to go and watch that. It's so. Yeah. So like it's almost well, it is theatre. It's four actors, four incredible actors, sat in a room, uh, playing off each other for an hour and a half straight, and it's just sensational. Mm. And the other one that um, struck us both was uh, Bob Odenkirk's Nobody, which just came from nowhere, didn't it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, So presenting this award, uh, we've got um, you know a friend of the show um, and uh, someone we. so, so we enjoy spending time with dearly. It's uh, Gary from Bootle. <laughs> he's just, sorry, he's just sorry, he's just uh, <coughs> having a sip of water. He's just locking his car. <laughs> you alright, dear lads? How, how you doing? It's great to be here. It's a very everyone's looking great, very posh. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks, Gary. Thanks for coming. Thanks for making the journey down from uh, Liverpool. You know what, Greg? Don't you mention it, lad. Don't you mention it. Okay. Have you got anything to say, Dave, to Gary from Boothville? Hi, Gary. You all right? Dave, you look fantastic, mate. Greg looks a bit ill, you know. You know. I just, I was just checking whether you could cope with that transition. Uh, just after hearing how uh, Jared Leto apparently uh, slowed down the production of Morbius. Because uh, of his crutches. crutches. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to the toilet. What a prick. Prick. <laughs> hey, well, okay. I have no bad words said about Jared Leto. Right? You don't have that problem, Gary, though, of uh, dropping, realizing when when you're acting and when you're not acting, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'll say about method actors, though: method actors are just shit actors. Yeah. So the whole point of being an actor is you can f-ing put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Not I'm like not messing. I know I keep going on about him. Two cheer on uh, on Monday night. He was like, I'm I'm not for the method, and he's like, because essentially all I do is pretend, and that's all it is. Acting is pretending. I don't need to be the person. I just pretend to be the person. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough, mate. Ian McKellen and extras go. No, no, no. You don't understand. <laughs> I, am, I am not a wizard. I am pretending <laughs> to be a wizard. Because yeah. <laughs> how do I know what to say? <laughs> the words are written down in the page. Action! Wow, Charles, not <laughs> the other good one's Patrick Stewart, and he was like, 
So we're reading this scene, and we're walking through a park, and all of a sudden, I see a nice lady, and uh, all of a sudden, all the clothes fall off, and she's scrambling, but I've seen everything. (laughs) (laughs) Gary, I'm sorry, we're kind of sidelined, we've gone off for one, me and Dave. I'm on a bloody heat today, lad, you know. I'm going to get a ticket. Sorry, Gary. Have you got an envelope there with you, Gary? (laughs) Yes, it's child support, though. <laughs> if you're anyway, let's, let's crack on. I've got to get back. Biggest the like, The bus is coming up. Um, right, okay, so, like, um, okay, b- biggest surprise of the year, you know, uh, is... I think there's been a mistake. It just says nobody. <laughs> Thanks. I'm here all night. You know, like, um... That's the film, film nobody, Gary. Fantastic. Ta-da. Applause for nobody. Bob Odenkirk. He's he's gone. See you, Gary. I think he took my shoes. (laughs) Shut up and train it. Oh, dear. Right, okay. So, nobody wins biggest prize. Yeah, I think... um, Yeah, it was good. Made him have a heart attack. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, Bob, Bob Odenkirk because he got in such. They said like because he was in such good shape after got, it. I thought he was on the set for. Yeah, it yeah, like, was. It was. It was Saul. Yeah. But uh, they said because he basically he'd got in such good shape for nobody. Wow. He's like, heart couldn't take it, which oh. isn't funny. But but then on the other side of things, they were like, it's good you were in such good shape because that actually saved kind of well. saved you as well, which is wow productive but there you okay. go cool fantastic there we go uh okay next up we're kind of a mixture of uh the oscars and the razzies this is yes it? yes <laughs> um, which is kind of like the you could sum the podcast up good and bad <laughs> and then good again like a shit sandwich. yes uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so next category is for worst film of the year. So not to be mm. negative, but there have been some howlers this year. A couple we've mentioned before. Um, Home Sweet Home Alone. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Film. Eternals. Absolute trash. Absolutely. Real um, bad. Um, Space Jam. New Legacy. Mm. I mean, completely destroyed um, my fondness of that sensational 90s film with Michael Jordan. Yes. We have a... Good friend of the show, Matthew Lever. Here he is. And the Daddy Award for Worst Film goes to... Space Jam, A New Legacy. I'm Ooh. so glad I didn't watch it. Bit too close to the mic there, leave you a peeking a little bit. <laughs> uh, thank you, though. For... Peek too soon. Like you, Dad. <laughs> uh, yes, Space Jam, A New Legacy, definitely worthy oh. winner for Worst Film. It yeah. was horrible. It was horrible. I could barely sit through. Mm. Barely sit through it. I couldn't stop it. Some some films came very close to it, but uh, it was it was just they just milked it for everything it was worth, and they looked at all these other films now making these kind of multiverses and things like that, and it, it was just horrible, 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 horrible. So there you go, fantastic. Okay, okay two more categories. Yes. Uh, interestingly, the next category might be the last category for most other awards. No, no, but not us, not, not the daddies. Us. No. So the the penultimate category is best film. So best film of the year. It's a pretty big shout and quite tough. I, I suppose for the Daddy's Academy to vote on. Uh, the Daddy Academy. 
Dad, you're killing me. <laughs> it sounds like it's a council estate. <laughs> uh, Gary? Gary? Is he still here? <laughs> what do you want? His voice has just changed, apparently. Jesus. Oh, man. He's, he, it wasn't him. He's gone. So, um, Spider-Man No Way Home is definitely up there. I mean, the yeah. film that has saved cinema uh, this year. Is... Yeah, definitely. That and Bond, you know, they... they I think both those together just completely save cinema. It's yeah. funny. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, how was, uh, what's it called? Don't Look Up nominated yeah. for Best Picture and Spider-Man No Way Home not nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay. What else have we got? So with Boiling Point, we, we've spoke about tonight. Absolutely fantastic film. We spoke about Coda uh, a few weeks yeah. ago, which actually won Best Picture at the Oscars, which was, you know, it was, it was great. It was well, great. It and the... Loads of other really good films this year. Um, you know, we're still we're still getting there, kind of back into the cinemas. So, um, yeah. you know, there's still a lot of vision. You know, Dune we've not spoke about. We both quite enjoyed. Um, so yeah, loads of really, really brilliant, strong films this year. But there can only be one winner. Who's, uh, who's who's presenting this one, Greg? Well, um, it was uh, going to be Soz. I did invite Soz to uh, present the award, but um, he uh, he largely he was pre. He did say he'd be present, but he's um, so he's going to come along as well. But he sent his wife ah, instead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's, sorry. Leave her. Leave her. You've had your time. All right. Get up, Greg. Sort him out. We'll take him away. Sorry. Well, somebody can sort him out, like sorry. the Oscars. Why yeah, is backstage? Tell Soz to send his wife out. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Sorry, Soz. Um, but in all seriousness, we do need to present this award. So if, if one of you, or both of you, come up if you want. And the winner of the Daddy Award for Best Film is... Drumroll. <laughs> Boiling Point. Oh. Fantastic. That was brilliant. That was real. Absolutely amazing. Soz is a frontman for a very successful um, covers band, and uh, I think he's been too shy to come on and present an award (laughs) on his his own for Dad's on film. From what I can remember of his performances in in the uh, the band, really shy guy. Oh yeah, you've seen, you've seen you've yeah, seen yeah, oh, yeah, 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 fantastic. You said that he's never like met you, but like you've seen him. I mean, I wouldn't remember me either, to be honest. So there you go, there you, there go. you go. One but boiling point. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. Cheers, thanks, salt. guys. Thank okay. you, absolutely amazing. Boiling point, worthy, worthy winner. Stressful film experience, but one that will go down. Um, as very, very memorable. Uh, Philip Barantini came on the podcast and spoke to us in depth about the film. It was, you know, a great sort of, um, uh, I don't know, amazing experience to have him on the podcast. And so, um, you know, so fresh off the release of his film, it was absolutely brilliant. He talked us through all the kind of in-depth details of how they made it, the kind of four big takes that they did, um, you know, the kind of camera movements, how they planned that all out, almost like a little dance, his, his, his relationship with Stephen Graham. So absolutely amazing. Big winner of the night, uh, uh, Boiling Point, absolutely. I think. Yeah. Picking up a few awards, a few daddy awards. But yeah, there you go. Fantastic. 
Brilliant. So we are coming to what? <laughs> oh, sorry, Phil's coming up to accept his award. Phil Valentini. Hiya, Phil. Philip's actually here. Oh my god. He's yeah. got a massive speech planned. Okay, take it away. It's just blowing my head off if I'm honest. I, 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 I am overwhelmed by it all. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. That will go down in history. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so the most important award of the uh-huh. evening. Uh, is to the best dad in mm. cinema. Best dad in film. Yeah. Okay. And this is what sets our awards apart from all yeah. the rest. You've heard the rest, now hear the best. <laughs> and also, you know, there are the, there's been some fantastic mothers in film of as course. well. We're not about um, them, we? So, let's talk about some of the best dads this year in film. Um, so, one that didn't... Uh, one was uh, the, the the dad in Mitchell's versus the machines. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. I can't remember his name, but there you go, brilliant. Um, Mark Ruffalo in the Adam Project. Yeah. You know, uh, dealing with his 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 eleven year old son and his forty two year old son at the same time. Brilliant, absolutely. wonderful, wonderful. Um, a new a new dad this year, mm. uh, who I think nobody really expected. Yeah, uh, the sort of step into fatherhood. It was a short-lived fatherhood, sadly. But it's uh, Mr. James Bond. James Bond, yeah. Daddy Bond. They call him back at MI5. Yeah, um, there's uh, also Mr. Fifty Shades himself, Jamie Dornan, <laughs> uh, for his role uh, playing Buddy's dad in Belfast. Yep, and then we've got Bob Odenkirk kicking ass and taking names in Nobody. Um, so. Special one, really special presenter, future dad, and he will be a future dad on film when he when he sort of pop, hops onto the podcast every now and again. Regular collaborator, great guy. Came to watch two cheer on Monday. It's uh, it's Mark Lane. He's approaching the podium, and the Daddy Award for Best Screen Dad of the Year goes to Jamie Dornan in Belfast. Oh, yes. The crowd goes wild. What a cool dad. Yeah. Um, and he, he is very cool in it, isn't he? Yeah. Good dad, cool dad, great singer. Everlasting love. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool performance. Very cool performance. So yeah. that concludes the second annual Daddy mm. Awards. Um, yeah. Well, well, I hope you uh, hope you've enjoyed the evening. It's yeah. been largely drama-free. Uh, well, we'll see what the newspapers write about it tomorrow morning. I mean, I saw Gary keying some cars on his way out <laughs> to be on some limos. Well, we'll still have him back next year, let's face it, because, uh, well, you, you can't do many other accents, can you? <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? There's uh, Barry from Belfast. <laughs> No? <laughs> Did they all run with Gary? Andy from Asgard. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> Asgard's not a place. Never was. Never was. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, guys. What, what's the, what after party are you going to, Greg? Uh, I'm going to the front room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's a real exclusive place I've heard about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to uh, my bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all, all right. right. I might take a glass of wine up and watch the third episode of Two Cheer, Searching oh. for Italy. We'll oh, see. But anyway, it's good. Yeah, I was just hungry watching it. Oh, there you go. Uh, cool. Daddy's out. Daddy's out.
Chugga chugga. Choo choo. Right. Yeah. Bit of a gift today, I think. <laughs> uh, so Full Monty, uh, we've already spoken about the cast, but the writer of The Paul, uh, the Paul Monty, The Full Monty, <laughs> uh, is Simon Beaufoy. Uh, mm. pronunciation is right there. Um, but Sam Beaufoy is screenwriter, and he actually got the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay for, uh, I'm going to second, that was for The Full Monty. Yeah. Oh, that's it. No. Uh, and that's it. So, sorry. He got the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay for The Full Monty. He then got the 2009 Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for Slumdog Millionaire. Oh. Um, the Golden Globe and the BAFTA. So, we are going to take the screenwriter. It's quite nice yep. to go down the sort of the lesser yeah, elaborated routes. Uh, Sam Bafoy, um, writer of Slumdog Millionaire. And well, from there, from there we are golden. The this possibilities are endless. Season four, um, you can look forward to it then. So we've got quite a while to watch it, Dave. Yeah, I've only seen Slumdog once as well. I feel like um, I've only seen it once. I remember yeah. my, my uncle had a girlfriend who worked for Channel 4, and uh, she, I, mean, I don't know whether this was allowed, um, <laughs> but she's not his girlfriend anymore, so it's okay to say. Uh, <laughs> she, she used to send us the um, DVD press screeners uh, from Channel 4. So she'd like, yeah, we'd get like these cases with like, Four new films. <laughs> pretty awesome. So uh, this was one of them uh, way back, way back when. Amazing. So, there you go. There Slumdog you go. Millionaire. Where can we watch Slumdog Millionaire, Gregory? Slumdog Millionaire is available to rent from the usual places. Excellent. On the box. Okay, then, Greg, what the hell is on the box for you this week? Well, it's usually on a heavy rotation on ITV2. <laughs> Saturday night, Shaun of the Dead is on ITV, ITV at yes. 50. So, uh, ITV, ITV. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, there you go. I mean, I can't imagine any of our listeners have not seen Shaun of the Dead yet, but if you yeah. haven't, there is no excuse to not set your te- set top box to record. 9.50 to 11.40. Saturday night on ITV. What about you? Yeah, boy. I am going to go for this evening, so Friday, um, 10.45 p.m. ITV. Just a good, solid comedy, 21 Jump Street. Nothing too, nothing too exciting, nothing too thought-provoking. Yeah. But it's a Friday night. I'm going to watch 21 Jump Street. Let us know what you guys are watching on the box this week. Honourable mention to 2.45pm on Channel 5 on Sunday, About Time, which is strange to the daytime on a terrestrial channel, but apparently it's edited for language. So, Oh, there you go. Beautiful. There we go. Right. So that and was there, a podcast. That was a podcast. There we have it. That was our 90th official episode of the podcast. Yeah, uh, I think we've done maybe ninety-two overall. A couple of specials, yeah. Spotify specials or whatever. But well, there you go. Um, so yeah, we're going to take a couple of a few weeks off just to kind of regroup. Um, we may change a few little bits up of the podcast. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. You know, what's been your peak of the podcast this uh, this season, Gregory? I think it's uh, getting five-time BAFTA-nominated uh, director Philip mm. Valentini on the show. I think that, that was, was good. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really grateful for him giving up his time for us uh, when he was in the middle of a busy media s- schedule. So mm. really, really cool that he did that. That's pretty standout for me. What about you? 
a couple yeah that that was great a couple of you know amazing people we met um uh brandon Orett from yeah. south africa um you know on his on his marijuana farm yeah. <laughs> but telling us about his time on uh district nine elysium things like that that was really cool um yeah philip marantini was was amazing meeting gary from bootle was was a, was yeah. a that was a good get wasn't it you know yeah. I mean? um well, yeah. Good. Any any films coming out in during our break that you're going to try and get to? Yeah, I'm going to watch The North Man, which is the new Robert Eggers one. So oh. Eggers who did The Witch and The Lighthouse. Um, it's getting amazing reviews. So it comes out in probably about two weeks. So I'm going to go and watch that with my uh, my uh, the only person who I know who looks exactly like a Viking. And that is my cousin Alex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not seen yeah, him in a very long time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, I think Doctor Strange may come out. Just before we start back, yeah, really something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there'll be there's, there's things I might sort of nip out, nip out to watch. Cool. Yeah, how about you? Anything? Yeah, there's not a lot that stands out. I, t- I, t- I do fancy Stranger. I quite like to ca- catch the Lost City if I can, although it's not mm. showing in my cinema. Um, yeah, it does might try and, might try and grab a Fantastic Beasts um, just because I've seen the others and I just want yeah. to. Feel the corner People are like saying. That. It's fine. It's yeah. better than the other two. It's fine. Yeah. So um, yeah. cool. So uh, Easter holidays coming up for me. Uh, I'm, I'm off up to the Lake District this evening. Oh, nice. Um, all being well with. The... <laughs> if I am. Um... Oh. Oh. Sorry, somebody let a horse in. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, they're dead. <laughs> yes. Oh. COVID may have kicked in, actually. Well, if COVID clears up by Friday, I'm going to the Lake District on Friday. So, um, yeah, off up to the Lake. It's going to Talton Towers next Wednesday. Oh, nice. Um, I've been Talton Towers for years. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to Benidorm next Friday. <laughs> uh, and I'm, going, I'm going to fob down to London and hopefully finally see Hamilton. Uh, oh, yeah, cool, uh, man. Yeah, that'd be good. So, uh, yeah, have you got much planned? No, <laughs> no, not really. In the, in the break, uh, hopefully move house, but I'm probably not. <laughs> if I'm honest, I don't think we'll move by the time we're back on the podcast. So, well, there you go. Yeah. so that was season three. Get some sleep. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you all for all the support for the past thirty episodes. It's been wonderful. Let's keep this going. You can buy us a beer at buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod. You can send us your reviews, your thoughts, review the podcast, like the podcast, follow us on Letterboxd. You can find us quite easily. All that shit. Amazing. Thanks very much, everybody. Gregory, I love you. I'll see you soon in person. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs>